everyone, and welcome to episode 319 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going this fine Monday, Richard? Hey, Seth. Doing well. What's up? Uh, not much. Just uh, excited to talk some magic. We have some, I guess, interesting topics for today. Some arena stuff, some paper stuff. But before we get to that, we got another co-host in Krim. What's up, Krim? Uh, I'm, you know, also just perfectly here and there. Uh, there are some things that I'm really excited to talk about today. And yet some things that are also kind of a bummer. Uh, that is arena related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So our big topics for today, of course, first we got the rest of time power remastered. So we're kind of going to wrap up the full set of time power remastered, share some thoughts on that, the rest of the cards that came out. And then we got the announcement of a new historic anthology, which is releasing, I think this week, actually like Wednesday or Thursday after downtime. I think it's Thursday. Usually it's Thursday. All right. That that sounds about right to me. So coming this week, either way, and we're going to talk about the new historic anthology and then, of course, answer some fish mail. So that is the overview for today. Before we get into that, a reminder that our show today is brought to you by Card Conduit. And if you've ever tried to buy list your cards, it's not a lot of fun. It takes a lot of time. It's a big hassle. You got to sort everything. You got to type everything. You got to ship everything. Well, Card Conduit is the easiest way to sell your cards. And if you want to avoid all those hassles and avoid all the time it takes to sell your cards, this new service from the folks over at Card Hoarder will sort, grade, and sell your magic cards for you. And once your shipment is processed, you'll get the proceeds minus their fee. And right now you can get a 10% discount by going to cardconduit.com slash goldfish. So thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And uh, let's talk some magic. Let's start with Time Spiral Remastered. Uh, Richard, we probably can't go over the full set. We have so many cards from last week, but uh, what else did we get that is important since last time we podcasted from Time Spiral Remastered? All right. I don't know about importance, so I'll go by price. Uh, from the main set. So last week we had, uh, I guess, Azorius colors and then also maybe a little black snuck in there. So the rest of the cards were released. Uh, the most expensive card in the set, uh, from the main set proper is Sliver Legion. Uh, 5C Sliver, very popular, hasn't seen a reprint since forever. Uh, Damnation we talked about last week. Gemstone Caverns up there. Uh, Tarmogoyf. For the sadistic players, uh, Pact of Negation, we talked about Acroma's Memorial, Vesuva, Urborg, uh, Seth's Invitational Card, Panharmonicon, Abrupt Decay, Gauntlet of Power, uh, Magus of the Moon, Cloud Key, shockingly expensive. Uh, for the Old Border cards, uh, headlining the Old Border cards, Thoughtseize, Chalice of the Void, Kiki Jiki, Leyline of the Void, uh, Yogmoth, Primeval Titan, Arcades, Vanquisher's Banner, Young Pyromancer, Path to Exile. Oh, we talked about that. Uh, Monastery Swift Sphere, Vandal Blast. Uh, those are, so all the cards I listed were basically currently like above $10 pre-sale. And the two most expensive cards are Old Border Thoughtseize and Sliver Legion. Yeah, I mean, 
this is a weird set to me. I really love this set, but I also have like a lot of connection to it. I loved Time Spiral Limited the first time around. It's one of my favorite sets to draft, so that excites me. It's got a lot of cool cards I like, uh, even the ones that aren't expensive, just like random Vencers and so forth. I just really like those cards, and I love the Old Border theme. On the other hand, I feel like this is maybe the narrowest master set they've ever printed. Like the main set has this big restriction, which I think left some people a little bit disappointed because you can only reprint stuff from Time Spiral Block. Like that's the that's the gimmick of this set. So you don't just get random expensive like Karns or Jaces or whatever. And then I guess I was kind of surprised at how many people just don't care about old borders. Like it's actually very divisive. You have some people that are like, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm going to buy so many of these. And then you got other people that are just like, I don't care anything about this. So I feel like this is way narrower than like double masters or something. It's just like, oh, here's a bunch of generically good expensive cards. Like, even if you don't want to spend money on a box, at least you're going to get a bunch of like good cards at a discount. I feel like Time Spire Remastered is really weird and narrow for a master set. Like, so I'm hyped for it, but I've been surprised that the overall reaction from the community is a little more like lukewarm, I think, than I expected. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Theoretically, this should appeal to me, but there's just too many. I think Old Border would have been much better as like a five or ten card secret lair, right? Like, I think it cheapens it a bit when we start seeing things like, I don't know, Arch of Araska, like really secret, <laughs> right? secret plans. <laughs> like, they're, they're, you know, the Thoughtsies is a, will be a chase card. It's a premium card. I can understand that, right? But because we have like so many Old Border cards. Right. And especially like old border cards that are new, like Lorwyn Thoughtseize is like kind of old, kind of fits. But when we have something printed like last year in the old border, you're like, that's just not right. So I don't, I don't know. Like there's something off about it. I'm not hype about it. Uh, I'm not going to replace any of my cards with old border. I, I think it also made me realize that I'm not an old border enthusiast i'm an original printing enthusiast so you gotta go with the original printing if it's older than the old borders so i i don't know so it doesn't really appeal to me and it's just very narrow like you can just think of it as like a weird master set right but for some reason it just feels off and i think the community excitement reflects that somehow it's like a marketing fail somehow like people just don't care about time spiraled like if you called it modern masters or um i don't know this was like legacy masters or something uh four or something like would people be more interested in it even if it was the exact same cards uh, maybe like that might be part of it i guess what what do you think about the set crib now that we've actually seen the whole thing uh you know i'm gonna be honest with you i this is just really not a product for me the more i see it from it like the only thing i want from it is just the thought sees I don't think I want a single other thing here, and I don't know why it is the way it is. And maybe, and I actually, I have a good idea why. I mean, it's, I had mentioned it in the last cast. I really feel like just, I'm more of just not like amazed by it because of all the sweet borders that have come out recently. So I think I've gotten a little spoiled to that. You know what I mean? The, the, we have like, even, even like Amonkhet borders, you know what I mean? Like all of that <laughs> stuff is like funny and like, it like I, I, Amonkhet borders, I don't think look amazing. They look funny and that's why I like them. Uh, it's just like, these are goofy looking cards, but, but like there's a charm to it, you know, in a weird way, there's this charm to how weird it looks. This is just like, yeah, 
it exists and it's just not for me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are people that really like this. Like, yeah, Seth, you probably love this, but I don't know. It just, I, I legitimately just cannot get pumped for this just because of how many other wild borders have come out since X amount, the last X amount of years. I will say, uh, I think that there is good news in all this. And that is the set is already making some important cards cheaper. Like even if you just go by pre-sale prices, which are probably still inflated, like Sliver Legion's 60 bucks. It was $150 before the reprint was announced. You have like Gemstone Caverns is under 40. It was like 65. And then you have like Cloud Keys under 10 and Heart- it was 35. So you or Heartwood Storyteller is also was an expensive <laughs> card. Yeah, that I do not really understand why I, I never i guess commander. pug decks play it a little bit but it's not it's not even that heavily played in commander i don't think not normally but i think it i i just remember because like when i was building a commander deck this card was like randomly over like 20 bucks or something like that yeah i think it's also partly i think it was never reprinted before yeah i'm pretty sure that's one of the ones that like it only had a future site printing so the supply was pretty low but yeah i feel like this set's gonna do good work on that end at least like uh, at least you're gonna get a discount on stuff even if you're someone who doesn't care about old border isn't interested in buying a box and like playing the lottery to open like a sweet old border card or whatever at least you get, you know, cheap Sliver Legion for your Sliver deck or Cloud Key for your Sensei's Divining Top combo list or whatever. So it is doing some work, I think, as far as uh, keeping prices in check, which is one of the important things that a master set could do. But I don't know. I guess based on this experience, what do you think about more of these? Like the closest thing we've really had to comparison, I think, is there was like Tempest Remastered on Magic Online a while ago. And I think that mostly flopped. We have had remastered sets on Arena, but those are like kind of necessities just to get the cards on the client. They're not really reprints on Arena. They're like adding new cards that aren't on the client. So they're a little bit different. Do you want like Innistrad remastered or original Zendikar remastered or based on Time Spiral remastered? Are you like, eh, just like make normal master sets or whatever? I would say make, make more just like normal master sets. Because, I mean, this way you're not stuck to just only time spiral stuff, right? I mean, you can, you can have like, let's just say hypothetically, like fetch lands or whatever. You can add a lot more in. I don't know what exactly a, an Innistrad remaster would look like on paper. They'd have to do some like cool, new, spooky, vampiric border or something like that. But, uh. Old border. Yeah. Old oh. border. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, sure, sure. That like, that, that, that could be another thing they could do, but. <laughs> You know, I, I kind of was hoping that this set was going to be everything would get the old uh, future site border. That would have been interesting. <laughs> uh, what what if it's white border cram? Oh, that yeah. Win you over? I, I, that, that would win me over. I, I, I would I would love to see white border cards again. So I, I think that w- I would love. Oh, my gosh. I don't know who else would buy that but me, though. So I think that that's that's I'm a very niche market when it comes to that. I was going to say, like, you there's not enough good, like, imagine they remove the old border cards from this set and just only took cards from Time Spire Block. There's, like, simply just not enough good cards, right? So I, I really do think this should have been a secret layer. Like, I also think part of the problem is certain cards look really good in old border because they have that, like, weird old magic art, right? Like, Thoughtseize is a card, or, like, Kiki Jiki is a card. You could have seen, like, it was actually drawn in, like, 1998 or whatever this was supposed to be, where when you look at, like, Chalice of the Void, you're like, clearly that's, like, new magic art, right? And it doesn't really match as much. Uh So it would have been better if they put new art on the cards, too, to match, like, the weird, 
zany old magic art. And even better if they printed with the old templating, right? Like I'm pretty sure all these cards have new Oracle text, right? Like if they added the old tap symbol or things like that, I think it would add a different dimension to these cards. But I think either way, like Innistrad Remastered, like I, I, I guess you could draft one of the greatest draft formats ever again. But like other than that, like who cares, right? Just give me the secret layer Liliana and call it a day, right? Give me the secret layer Snapcaster and that's it. Like what other cards are there from the set, right? Like I did like what like cause like Richard, you had mentioned how they should add some of the older stuff. They I did like the you know, the old tombstone or whatever next to like a flashback spell. Like lingering souls mm, it. Yeah. I th- yeah. I thought that was a very nice touch. Not enough to like sell the whole set for me, but like a very nice touch. But I, I, I like the idea of a secret layer. I think the idea of like a secret layer old border, that is something cool. I, I also, I think for some odd reason, gold cards and black cards just look so much better in the old border than all the other ones. Like if you look at yeah, like a thought sees a tasker or like the Dovin's veto, all that looks so much better than the other ones. Yeah, I think black and, and gold border are two of the, the best looking old border because I think white actually looks pretty bad in old border, which I guess <laughs> just another thing that the text <laughs> just kind of like blends in and you can't read it. So <laughs> I guess another thing that white is worst at. I think the other thing about the old border cards is I don't think they're obviously exciting to more casual players because if you look at them. They are a list of cards that are played in essentially every format. Wizards did a really good job, I think, making sure that outside of maybe secret plans, that every card that's in Old Border, <laughs> it's playable somewhere. Someone's playing in Commander or Pauper or Legacy Vintage. But if you look at them from more of like a value perspective, a lot of them are cards that their original printings are super cheap. Like Thoughtseize is maybe the exception, but you have a lot of cards that are like, oh, I can buy a version for like 50 cents or a dollar. And the gimmick is like, oh, it's going to be expensive because it's old border and some people really want that. But if you're someone who's not like super into magic and super into old borders and legacy and stuff, when you just read over the list of old border cards, I could see how someone would be pretty meh. Like you're a angler. Why, why is that $7? Like I can pick one up, you know, from draft shaft in my LGS for 25 cents or whatever so i feel like that maybe keeps the excitement down a little bit too and i feel like the same thing happens to some extent with the main set like you don't have the oh i'm getting like path to exiles and fatal pushes and like top tier commons and uncommons because there's only so many that exist within one block and they did get all the good commons and uncommons from time spiral block but that's not as much as a typical master set so i could see how someone at a glance uh if you're not in love with the old border would kind of look at this set and just be like eh, like whatever like i don't really care the other thing i want to mention is uh there's been a little debate about the foil old border cards and they're going to be super expensive, which I think is fine. This isn't a complaint. Like, I, those are the kind of cards I want to be expensive. Like, I could care less. If you want to print promo lands and sell them for $1,000 a piece in secret layer drops, who cares? Like, you can get lands for $0.25. Cents. And I feel like uh, it's fine with the old border cards, too, because there are easily available versions. But apparently, you're only going to open any individual old border foil card once in every 91 boxes on average that's like boxes more than 10 boxes yes it takes if you want foil old border ponder it's going to take 91 boxes on average to get the foil old border ponder you're going to get roughly one old border card per box uh, in foil but there's so many of them to get the specific one you want it's going to take a long time it's over like ten thousand dollars worth of product being opened at wholesale prices to get a single copy of that old border ponder so people have been like kind of mathing it out and there's probably going to be 
actually very similar to like alpha black lotus <laughs> type supply like maybe a couple thousand of each of these in existence when it's all said and done so i think people are going to be absolutely shocked at just how expensive some of those cards are which i mean i guess it's bad if for some reason you really want those cards but it's also i guess going to kind of make opening boxes fun because you're going to have these these like lotto tickets and if the one foil old border card you get is like ponder or thought or something it probably pays for your entire box and then some seth i, I don't know what <laughs> lotto, what, what lotto tickets <laughs> yeah that, that what lotto ticket you're talking about Seth? i don't really understand that i'm just gonna open secret plans every time and <laughs> <laughs> then you can uh, get a pringle in expensive. like two weeks <laughs> will it curl that is the question oh I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, getting off topic a little bit, uh, there's been a, a bunch of stuff about foil secret layers curling, and someone on Reddit, like, reached out to Wizards customer service and tried to return it, and Wizards was just like, nope, <laughs> nope, we don't, that's not an option, like, sorry, your cards are super curled, but uh, really? we don't. I thought they used to exchange them. Yeah, apparently secret layer cards aren't covered in, from curling, wow. so then there was a whole, like... Uh, should you try to charge back your credit card? Because Wizard said no is this big conversation. So, yeah, that's a uh, that's still happening. And oh my gosh, I don't know. This is have, have yeah. you, this is so. Did weird. you see the Commander Legends post about some store like they buy list foils, and then so when they receive them, they flatten them out, uh, and then they put them back in a box, and then he shows or the poster shows the box, and then there's like uh zendikar rising or something they're all flat right and then there's like a chunk of like all the other sets are flat and then there's this big chunk in the middle of like pringles and like wavy cards and he's like this is where all the commander legends cards are and they just like curl up again after you straighten them out uh so it's not looking good like i think that's one of the biggest issues right like you don't know if it's a good foil or not right so would you really risk it on like how, what do you think the price of foil thought sees will be oh oh my god 500 thousand uh, plus? plus dollars yeah. yeah are you gonna roll the dice on whether it's a pringle or not and remember who's gonna buy these so probably edh players i don't even play thought season edh uh or legacy vintage and how are you ever gonna play this in a tournament right playing a foil in a tournament like a foil that doesn't even curl is a no-no let alone a foil that might curl, right? So, I, it, I don't it know. Is a little, it is a little concerning that the whole, like, foil curling thing has been a big conversation for years now, and it's kind of getting worse. Like, apparently Commander Legends is as bad as it gets uh, as far as curling, and then I've heard a lot of that about uh, Keldime Collector's boosters, too, that people have had a lot of issues with the the foils from Keldime Collector boosters, so it seems like we're somehow still going in the wrong direction when it comes to foils curling, which, yeah, doesn't give me a lot of faith with uh, buying a, a $500 foil border thought seize or... I don't know. Do you even buy foil secret layers anymore? Either one of you? Like, if you have the option, no. do you just always get non-foil? Like, so your cards are maybe playable? Uh, I, I have the foils. buys foils, right? Yeah. yeah, I buy the foil ones. But I, I'm telling you, I don't know how it is, like, how I've gotten so lucky then. Because the only... So, example, the most recent secret layer drop, the one that came with Shred Harder, the Seb McKinnon set, right? So I got the Seb stuff in foil. Uh, I got I got that all of that in foil. And... It's all fine. The only thing that's warped for me that's like ridiculously pringled are the stained glass planeswalkers. All my stained glass planeswalkers and like the Bob Ross evolving wilds are very curled. But outside of that, like the, which I, cause those cards I don't really care about. The main cards I care about are like example, yeah, the Seb ones. And those are 
flat as ever. And I don't know if it's because of maybe the humidity or something that I have my cards in, uh, which isn't really a planned thing. I just, I don't know. (laughs) You live in like one of yeah. the driest parts of the <laughs> of the country perpetually in drought it's the humidity yeah yeah it, rip, I, rip the guy in like florida honestly yeah like rip, rip the person in florida but like where i'm at like maybe because like in because like you know in california i don't know the weather I, how how is it possible that i all my my secret layers are still flat you know what i mean like they're still fine that is that is kind of weird i think it does depend to some extent on where you're at and like how much humidity there is uh, I I always have a pretty rough go with my foils, uh, at least recently. So, but I also live in you know upstate New York where there's a lot of lakes and it gets pretty humid in the summer. So I guess that makes yeah. uh, it makes sense that I would have issues with it. But yeah, you yeah, only live in the part of the know. country where like half of the country's population is concentrated in Seth. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> See, but like, like, like it's weird, right? Like, I mean, it, that has to be the only factor because even my commander, le- my foil scroll rack is still good from Commander Legends. It, it also depends on how you store your cards, right? Like, if you like pack them like super tight and put them in a box, then they I, they won't curl. I just put them in a binder. Oh, I, my, I, I, my scatter them randomly throughout the house technique does not <laughs> seem to prevent curling. Oh, I mean, yeah, I have like a desk that just has like like to the right of my main streaming desk that has like a bunch of cards up, right? Just like laying around and those aren't curled either. So, I mean, I don't know. And they're not in anything. They're not in a sleeve. So uh. you, you need to evolve as a magic collector. You know how museums, they like have the perfect temperature and humidity oh and gosh. everything. <laughs> To preserve all the artifacts, we need this yeah. for our magic cards. <laughs> With the gloves that we'd put on, like, as we're about to, like, extract a diamond or something like that. <laughs> oh, okay, we're totally off topic. So, uh, so what, the final consensus is $500 plus on a Thoughtseize. Does that mean, yeah. like, a Ponder is $500 foil. too? Right? A foil one. Because they're I, technically I, I equally, expect- equal rarity, right? Yeah, and Ponder has a lot of uh, demand. I guess I bet Ponder would be a little bit cheaper. Actually, I don't know because Ponder sees more commander play. I think Thought sees sees more sixty card format play than Ponder because Ponder's banned in modern. Uh, but Ponder does see a lot more commander play. So I I bet Thought sees is a little more expensive. But I think that uh, that Ponder will also be like I think that it's going to be at least like masterpiece prices. I expect the good ones to be several hundred dollars, and even the bad ones. I would expect the floors on foils have got to be like fifteen, twenty dollars. Like for, for even for your like secret plans or whatever, just based on scarcity alone. Like I think it's going to have some amount of value. I think if you want an oddball prediction, I think the foil waste might end up the most expensive foil border card in the set because that's one that if you're playing, yeah, if you're playing a colorless commander deck, you need like ten copies, and if there's only a couple thousand copies in existence, it does not take that many like whale commander players or like I'm gonna foil out my whatever you know Kozilek deck or something to just eat up the entire supply of uh, of foil old border ways, and it sees like uh, Eldrazi Tron play and whatnot in modern. I mean, I'm, I'm I do like that field of ruin. The field of ruin looks sweet. Yeah, the lands the lands look good in the old board. <laughs> also, uh, just like a one one more thing before we shift. Mystic Sanctuary, Simeon Spirit Guide. Those sound familiar, <laughs> don't they? Like some announcement I recently. Think, <laughs> I think Wizards clearly did not know that they were going to be banning those cards when they were making <laughs> Times Power Remastered. <laughs> because uh, yeah, it, it was a little funny to be like, eh, 
that's another card that they just banned. Dreadhorde Arcanist got banned in Legacy, yeah. and so yeah, uh, kind of strange how many banned cards show, showed up in Old Border. I, weird, I refuse weird. to play Old Border Mystic Sanctuary. You cannot pollute the Old Border <laughs> with like 2019 Magic design. <laughs> you, you, like you just cannot. Like it's already bad enough that like normal Mystic Sanctuary shows up in old formats. But to infiltrate the old border, like that's that's not cool, man. <laughs> I I really like like Master of Pearl Tridents in old border because now yeah. you can like have all your old border lords together in your whatever janky legacy merfolk deck. And same with like Elvish Mystic, like that's a natural fit. Those are the ones I'm most excited about. Or like if you're playing a deck that's mostly like old border legacy cards, but you have to play like M10 or whatever Elvish Mystic. That's like a little bit awkward. So I feel like they did a, a pretty good job with some of those legacy deck. There's also like a ton of like death and taxes cards. So you can play almost all old border death and taxes now. So I feel like they uh, they had some good hits in there, but also some that are a little more questionable. Do you think commander players care? Like, is this something X legacy uh, commander players? Gonna... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but does this. <sighs> Is it even bling anymore? Like, do you even like? Do you think the average commander player will consider the old border cards bling, or are they just going to wait until these cards inevitably show up in like the those new like Japanese versions, reading in Strixhaven or a secret layer with some ridiculous design? Like, are these even like interesting enough to count as bling? I mean, it depends on the commander player, right? If it's a newer commander player, let's just say for the sake of uh, I don't know, they started in 2019 forward, probably not. They're probably going to – I would say that's more of the crowd that's waiting for, like, the Strixhaven fancy arts, right? But then if you're talking about the person that's, you know, like like Richard mentioned, like, the legacy vintage players that also have a commander deck, they're going to want these. They're going to want these. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to say they're not going to be popular because I think if you have a commander deck, you're going to want, like, the most styles in your deck. And instead of dropping, like, you know – extra money for an old border card you can just play like an actual old border card right like a common or uncommon and get the same effect for your entire deck so i like i don't think you would need to do that i would rather like have like a strixhaven thought seize or something in the deck right and then have some other random common or uncommon uh be the old border card so i think you just want variety right i, I don't know yeah. that you want an entire commander deck in old border Yep. Like, I don't know that that would be a thing. That's something like legacy players would do or vintage players, right? Because they're like, look, my deck is 80% old border. And then the 20% new border like sticks out like a sore thumb. I don't like it. I'll fix it. But I think commander players just want every single promo, right? So they can keep buying new secret layers, throwing in like, you know, the metal theme and the Strixhaven theme and the Eldraine border, stuff like that. So they just want variety. So if, I don't yeah. know that you would go buy 10 wastes. Right, you'd rather have like one secret layer waste, <laughs> one extremely expensive waste. waste by the way, <laughs> like to see, like I would, I don't know if I would pay, let's just say, I don't know, a silly amount of money for that old border ponder when I could just have a mystical archive opt. I don't care which opt it is, even if it is not the same card, I would just choose the cooler opt art over that. Interesting. Uh, I have not gotten to the point where I will play worse cards <laughs> oh. just because just because I like the, the art better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I play Shadow Mage Infiltrator. Uh, and, and I know this is going to be blasphemy, but I, I do like the Modern Masters one, too, because it's very <gasps> demure looking. So I play that in a deck that has no need for a Shadow Mage Infiltrator. Oh, Finko's going to come to your house, Grant. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the thing is, I, you know what? I still have my foil Odyssey Shadow Mage Infiltrator that I, uh, since forever. And I do. I still love that card. 
So, All right, so one, good news. O- old Border Solemn has the original invitational art. True, true. So they, they actually like reversed their decision. I don't know. It was like a licensing issue or something, but they somehow got the original uh, art on Solemn, which they ha- this is like the first time they've like reprinted invitational art. Which is which is yeah, pretty I'm, sweet. I'm glad that would have been awkward to to do the old border and have it be not the original version. But <laughs> and I, uh, I'm a fan of the box topper solemn, the the whatever the full art one from M21 that, <laughs> that looks like it's 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> All right, one one other question to segue into our second topic. Uh, now that we've seen this whole set, is there any reason that you can think of that? This couldn't have been released on Arena as a draftable set that added to Historic. Like, when I look over this set, there may be a couple of old border cards like True Name Nemesis. You'd be like, eh, yeah, that's probably not a great idea. But really, the main set, at least, I think it would just be fine, right? Is there any reason this set couldn't have been added to Historic on Arena? No. I, I, I literally, there's no card here. Like, legitimately, I think the most concerning cards are, yeah, True Name Nemesis, maybe like past in flames and like lava spike <laughs> like that's that's legitimately it uh, at least from like the the like if we're including all the you know old border cards too other than that i mean damnation should have already been in the format a long time ago i still think cards like i don't know swords to plowshares could be in historic um so yeah this whole set could have just pretty much been on historic. Yeah, I I wonder why they don't do that. Like, uh, why why wouldn't you throw it on there? I feel like, and this kind of leads us to our next topic, which is historic anthologies four. We got the list for it, but I kind of feel like in general, wizards might be being too conservative with historic in a lot of ways. Like, I kind of feel like if they're gonna add pioneer to arena, that what we want to have happen is have pioneer be like the in-between format and then have historic kind of be like legacy of arena so to speak where kind of anything goes and you can just play everything and i feel like with not putting time style remastered on arena and then also the card list we got for historic anthology 4 wizards is playing it really safe it feels like with historic right now i mean yeah like like historic which is which kind of feels weird right because the power level of everything in historic they're too afraid to put some stuff in like i like why not path to exile why not that instead of like deck decking stone like come on right like oh, i guess we might we might be getting ahead of ourselves a little bit richard why don't you tell people what is actually coming in historic anthologies for and then we can uh can dig into it a bit more all right starting later this week march 11th uh historic anthologies 4 comes to arena 25 new cards okay and you can buy them as a bundle for 4,000 gems or 25,000 gold so, we have Triumphant Reckoning. Do you know what that card does? I don't either. Uh, I play it in all my commander decks. <laughs> Do you actually? Yeah. If it has white, <laughs> look what it returns. It plays everything I love. At nine mana, but it does have Karn in it. Okay. So, Declaration in Stone, Thraven Inspector. Uh, those are the white cards. Uh, we have Graveyard cards in Think Twice, Spider Spawning, and Adorned Pouncer. And then, uh, blue cards, iceberg, cantrix, merit, lages, slumber, uh, slumber, uh, next sword of body and mind, goblin, gavalier, bone splitter, torment of scarabs, flame blade, adept, faith of the devoted, uh, Liz Alana, huntmaster, abomination of Lana war, 
Inspiring Statuary, Cold Steel Heart, Blink Moth Nexus, Hamza Guardian of Arashin, uh, Amit Eternal, Satas Demolisher, Harmless Offering, Collected Conjuring, and finally, Death Shadow. So, <laughs> what is this list, guys? I, that is my question to you. <laughs> let's let's talk about that here. First off, the whole equipment thing is a meme, right? Like that that it, like really Goblin Gavalier Bone Splitter. <laughs> also, why even, there- even the sword is like the worst. Like that's that's if you could pick any of the sword cycle that would not see play in historic, it's body and mind. <laughs> yeah, of the swords, that is actually the worst sword you could have. Um, and then like a lot of it is just stuff that should have already been in Amonkhet remastered, right? Like I mean, th- there's a lot of stuff here that kind of just feels like weird. What <laughs> I I will say though, there are some big players that come that are coming in to the format like Thraben Inspector uh, is going to be really big uh, that is one of the things that I'm excited to keep an eye on Blink Moth Nexus Inspiring Statuary Harmless Offering Death Shadow and of course the thing that I am the most excited for out of all 24 cards Think Twice <laughs> now <laughs> that is that is a very crim card <laughs> yeah is it good like like look let's be honest here. I'm paying five mana <laughs> over like an x amount of turns here to draw an additional card but it's just it's too many good memories for me to say no to playing think twice I'm pretty sure like what is it the inventory card is actually just strictly better <laughs> this is so this yeah. is so like boober magic thing twice are we still yeah. <laughs> are we still trying to do this in 2021 <laughs> look you just wait richard until end of turn think twice oh baby <laughs> end of turn you got me flash back think twice i curved out that's a control curve yeah. on two and three just saying <laughs> the flashback costs us the same as uro okay all right fine it's a little bit boomer magic but whatever let me be old and boomer elsa like let me enjoy my thing twice okay let me cast it and then lose <laughs> so so this this historic anthology i think it's probably the weakest edition as far as cards that are actually going to like impact historic there's some that are decent, I think, like Deckenstone. I'm still a little disappointed by it because I also would like to see even better, like Path to Exile or Swords of Plowshare style removal. But Deckenstone, probably better than what White has access to now. So that'll see play. Thraben Inspector doesn't look like much, but it's always way better than you think. And then uh, people are going to try Death Shadow. Uh, whether or not it actually like becomes really good without Fetchlands sort of remains to be seen. Krim mentioned Blink Moth. Maybe some of the elves can show up in the elf deck. But I think there's a couple of things. One is... Mardu I counted offering. it up. Come on, I believe. Seth. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Harmless offering is fun. That's yeah. like the fun build around from the set. And uh, I'm not going to complain, even though harmless offering, it's not going to be a top tier card. But I want those like fun build around cards. I was hoping they'd do like battle wits. I still hope they add that at some point because I think that would be hilarious to try. But harmless offering, giving demonic pack away is uh, is definitely <laughs> nine sweet. lives. Mardu, right? That's Ooh. why you give that and nine lives away. There's of course a lot of things that can go wrong where like they actually keep the nine lives and like. You never kill them because of it. But that's that's they, a minor detail. They have solemnity in their deck randomly. <laughs> they came ready. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like this is a pretty weak set. I would not personally recommend buying this one. I think 
probably just like use your wild cards and craft the cards that you need is because it just has a lot of cards that I don't think are really going to see meaningful play. So I feel like buying the like bundle from the store, probably a bad plan. I do have a theory, though, and my theory is we know that Strixhaven's coming pretty soon, like we're a month away from Strixhaven or something, and we know that that's going to have all those special cards. I think they said 50-some, and we were seeing like demonic tutors and some pretty crazy stuff. So I feel like, what do you think? Is Wizards thinking, okay, Historic's going to get a big shakeup when we release all these uh, uh, cards with Strixhaven, so we're going to take it easy with this anthology because we already know the big shakeup is coming. I mean, no, they're preemptively banning all the good cards, right? Demonic Tutor is banned from Historic, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Demonic Tutor is banned, but I mean, we have 50 of those cards coming, and presumably they said that most of them or almost all of them will be legal. So I assume we're going to get, even though it's not literally Demonic Tutor, but I assume so we're going to get So take the 10 other most expensive stuff. chase cards, ban them all, and then you're in like the draft chaff territory. Those ones are coming to Historic, right? Check it like, out. Opt, baby. <laughs> it's finally on Arena. <laughs> better, better than Ponder, according I, to Krim. I, I know. I okay, feel better like our idea... Our idea of historic is different than Wizards' idea of historic. Given the cards they're adding, right? They're like Goblin Gavalier. That's what we want players to be building, right? I like, mean, what, like, what is the explanation for these cards? Like, well, these well, cards wouldn't be like a pure standard deck, right? <laughs> like, like, it's, like you, you would expect these to be like all stars from their respective periods or go into like a very like tight synergistic deck. And then you see Bone Splitter, and you're like, what? Richard, 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 Richard. If you don't see the synergy, do you see that type there? It says Goblin. Do you know a deck that could use that? <laughs> you laugh now, but when there's enough Chieftains, that trample's going to hurt. That trample's going to hurt, okay? They, they should have at least put that Commander Bone Splitter that you always try to build around, Richard. Like, that yeah. would have been fun. The one that copies itself? That no, the axe. Build around. The axe? Yeah. yeah. Blood Forged. Yeah. Yeah. And on a client that you can actually efficiently keep track of how many axes you have. <laughs> and I mean, like, one of, there's two mythics, right? I think Triumphant Reckoning and the Sword. <laughs> and they're both horrible. Like, they're they're just, like, they're really bad. Triumphant Reckoning, like, sure, it's a fine Commander card, but for Constructed, I mean, Commander doesn't exist on Arena. For Constructed, is that better than, like, the Abzan Ultimatum? I don't even really think it is. It's, like, way more mana, and uh, so I feel like that's a dud. And sort of body in mind, the only thing I can say to defend it is maybe Wizards is thinking about putting the swords into Historic, and they took, like, the absolute worst possible sword, and we're like, all right, we'll test it out with this, see what happens. Like, if no one plays it, then we can go on to, like, some real swords that someone might play, and it'll probably be fine. Like, What if this means... We know no one will play this, right? Like, milling your opponent is actively bad. You don't want to do that. Imagine if Uro was still in the format, like, GG. But but you get protection from from the two weakest removal colors. (laughs) Green and blue. You just wait. Uh, Green Doomblade is coming to set. You know it. The, oh, it probably will. It probably will be. That does not <laughs> yeah, sound, yeah. sound as much like a joke as I would like it to be. Um, <laughs> the other criticism I have of this is so many of the cards. I actually mapped it out. I think six of the 25 were cards that Wizards could have, should have put into recent remastered sets, either Amonkhet or Kaladesh remastered. And 
it really sort of rubs me the wrong way that I spent hundreds of dollars opening those remastered sets so I could uh, build decks. And then the cards that were excluded, are now you got to pay more money to get them, not from your packs, but as part of historic anthology or spend more wild cards. So that kind of rubs me the wrong way, too. Like, I, I really don't understand why... They excluded cards from these remastered sets just a couple of months ago. Like, I remember everyone asking, like, oh, where's Inspired Statuary? That's one of the biggest misses from uh, Kaladesh Remastered. And then I got to spend rare wild cards on it now because you're, apparently it wasn't an issue that it's too good for Historic or that it was too hard to program or something. Because now it, here it is two weeks or two months later. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's the bit. Like, so what is it? Five cards are from the Amonkhet block. Five. I think it's five from Amonkhet and one from one from Kaladesh, Inspiring Statuary from Kaladesh. And there's 24 cards, so that's six to – oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's – It's almost a, almost a quarter of the set. Yeah. Like almost 25% of the cards could have been in recent remastered sets. I, I don't know. I well, mean, I, I'm going to just have to <laughs> assume that, like, maybe you're right. Maybe because of the huge boost of power that Historic's going to get with Strixhaven. That's why we're not seeing them, these things. But if that's the case, why not just, I don't, you could literally just choose better cards. Like, I still don't see why we don't have the, like, the, the cons command cycle. We're bringing back commands, right? So maybe that would have been flavorful, right? Like, we're already bringing back commands. So either if they're not already going to be a part of the Mystic Archives, which could be possible since commands are coming back, uh, then why not put them in here? Because I, I think, you know, like, Come on, Coligan's command is not going to break historic. Like tin yeah. tin foil hat theory time. I think Wizards doesn't want historic to be good. Oh come on, Rich. <laughs> really? Like for real, right? Because if it's too good, no one will play Paper Magic anymore. No. Right? If, if you if you had the dream of an eternal format playing whatever you wanted, right? Would you still buy Paper Magic cards only for Commander? I guess, but like every other format. Like, I think Historic is just around, so you have some excuse to do something with your standard cards after they rotate, but they don't want to be the main draw because you would just play it forever and not buy the newest standard cards, right? So they, they want it to be kind of mediocre, because how else could you explain this list? Like, this list feels like it was made by an intern who had to program the cards, so they're like, okay, wait, I'll just take half of it from an existing set that's already programmed. So I don't need to do it, right? And then, I don't know, I like goblin equipment, so I'll put this one in, right? Like, like I don't know. This, how can it be so bad, right? It's, it's got to be they, they actively don't want Historic to be too good because they want you to keep playing Standard and they want to keep you buying secret layers and stuff, right? So they just like, you know, giving you enough that's like interesting, but not too much because... Yeah, they could put all the powerful cards in the format, right? It costs them nothing, right? So, yeah, it's got to be something like that, because how else can you explain this? I, I think it's also <laughs> hilarious that they, they did the whole article, and they're like, oh, wait, that's only 24 cards. We saved the best for last. It's Death Shadow, the card that has literally never worked in any format without fetch lands. Didn't see standard play, doesn't see, <laughs> doesn't see play in any format without fetch lands. So the, like, hyped card... I don't even know if it's going to work in Historic because it's never worked in any other format that you can't, like, fetch up shot clans. It must mean fetches are coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That that wouldn't happen. There's no Ooh. way. Oh, I hope they do. I hope we get fetches. I mean, just print print Modern Horizons this summer. Modern Horizons 2 onto Arena. We already historic. have I'd be down with that. what Modern Horizon card here. Collected Conjuring. Right? <laughs> so yeah. we just may as well get the rest of it off here. 
You've got the Marathon Collector. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know. I, I I do think that this list does seem kind of really suspicious. Like, why? This feels like they threw darts on some of the cards, but I won't I won't be that upset. I mean, they, they put Think Twice on here, so I'm gonna shut up and flashback my Think Twice. <laughs> And, and yeah, I mean, we've been kind of like talking, uh, talking, criticizing, I guess, talking down about this anthology a little bit. But honestly, even though I think it's a weak anthology, I'm definitely excited to like craft some harmless offerings and build around it. Inspiring statuary enables some cool things. That's another card that I'll spend wild cards on. Uh, I think Merit Lages Slumber is also a cool build around. I don't think it's going to be good because you're going to do it. And then they're just going to like have the sacrifice deck's going to yoink your Merit Lage and just kill you with it. But it does seem, uh, it does seem fun. Oh so God, there are right. some cards that I'm excited about. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think this is one of the weaker historic anthologies we've seen so far. Imagine just getting your 2020 claim the first book. Claim the first That's going to happen. That's going to actually happen. It's not like that's a fringe card either or a not meta deck. Like that's a very likely line to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at least you don't have to uh, to watch them sacrifice. It always feels bad when they steal your creature and then sacrifice it. Marilage at least just kills you, so you don't gotta don't gotta watch the the rub ins of oh. them sacking your creature after beating you down. <laughs> I guess the silver linings of the situation. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, any other any other historic anthologies uh, thoughts, or is it time to answer some uh, some fish mail? Iceberg Cancrix sleeper. <laughs> Sleeper. Yeah. I mean, we have we have ruined crabs. Yeah. Someone's gonna build a snow crab mill deck. I mean, like, I'm sure that someone will build it. I don't I'm know. If already good, working on it. Build it. Trust me, that's the first thing I thought about. Oh, spider spawning is really sweet too, but I've never seen it be really sweet and constructed. It, it was one of the sweetest limited cards uh, back from an original Innistrad, but it's maybe a little suspect for constructed. So we'll see. I'll probably try to build around spider spawning, but I don't have super high hopes that it's going to be fast enough. You, for you just got to pair up against the person playing goblin sort of body of mind. Bill, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you into spider spawning? player. Get him. <laughs> You're gonna be so upset, Richard, when this that that whole archetype takes off, shining swords and shouting goblins. <laughs> I oh, also the other deck I really want to build is a Satos Demolisher. I didn't realize I, I had actually never paid any attention to this card. Uh, I think it came in the last Commander decks, maybe, but uh, it blows up any non-creature permanent. So in theory, you can mutate off and blow up all your opponent's lands. Then they beat you down with a bunch of beasts and you die. But it is a way you can actually blow up your opponent's lands in Historic, which is sweet. I mean, I guess. I mean, cards that never saw play in Standard. <laughs> <laughs> They're finally going to see play in Historic. Yes. Uh, all right, Richard, read us some fish mail. All right. If you have questions, send them to at Goldfish with the hashtag MTGFishMail. And we'll get to your questions on air. First question, Bicycle. How do you feel if Watsy discontinued foils? It often feels bad open rare foils because I know I won't be able to play them even in sleeves. Okay, tinfoil hat time. Wizards <laughs> is intentionally making foils bad because they want to switch over to sweet new art versions being premium cards, but they knew that the player base would freak out about losing foils because they've been around forever. So the bad foils is intentional to turn the community against foils so then wizards can get rid of them and do more sweet like showcase stuff. Damn, dude. 
Both you and Richard listen to a lot of conspiracy radio or something. It's like this. <laughs> Join us on the conspiracy podcast. Coming up right afterwards. Where's the X Files theme song? Like, let's just cue that for a second here, okay? Uh, I'm with Seth. No, I'm with Seth for real though. Like, they're printing. They're printing money. Okay, like these cards cost like literally like one cent to print if you like quadruple that right four times that's still four cents that you're turning around and selling for like 50 bucks right why can they not fix foils like let us understand right like you're, other card games have foils you're what is asking, wrong with like what are they doing you're asking and the Wizards same made good company foils for like that that they also, did it for like 25 years i mean sure sure they did it for 25 years but like you're asking the same company that just example you you expect them to plan like and be this like meticulous like methodical like machine that just knows this but like they just literally banned a bunch of cards that they put out in their new set like they're like you know what i mean like simian spirit guide and all of that so like i i don't think that they're i mean like no like, you know that that coordinated to do that let's go with that that they, they that need to bring always... in a paper a paper guy like <laughs> called Dunder Mifflin or something. Like, I got a problem. My foils keep curling. Can you fix it? I am sure if you throw money at it, you can fix this, right? They, they need Michael Scott. That's, that's <laughs> the solution. I mean, yeah. Michael Scott for CEO of, uh, of Wizards. Michael Scott would probably be the person to like just without trying to accidentally stumble into the like <laughs> what would be the fix. <laughs> But seriously, what if they discontinued foils? Crip, you actually like foils. Would you be sad if they, you know, removed foils and in the slot of the foil put, I don't know, like the the special bordered cards or something? I mean, I'll always I, – I, I do like foils, but only every now and then. They're not a huge draw for me. So I'm indifferent either way. If we lose foils, whatever, right? Because, I mean, I still buy full art non-foil. So I intentionally avoid foils too. So I'd be fine with it. I like some cards in foil though. So, I mean, it just, just like example, like, yeah, like maybe, maybe some of the, the time spiral remastered old borders. I would want some of those in foil, but not all of them. And I, I would be a little sad, but cause it's always been there. And I, I think, I don't think they could ever do away with foils though. Right. Because you think about like the card games that are out there that are super successful right now, like, like Pokemon had a crazy, I don't know. 400th win for the tcg right and and now like you you go to a target and and like you can't even actually just pick up boosters of pokemon cards like they're just actually sold out even even terrible sets are sold out like imagine like the ixalan of pokemon just like sold out right like uh so the thing here is and and, and those card games and those tcgs have these box opening videos these pack opening videos and the draw are the foils. There's inverted foils, but whatever they're like, whatever it is, I know that there's inverted, there's like, you know, like secret foil. I don't know. Whatever, right? Whatever it is, there's foils. So I think as long as magic wants to like also make like kind of, cause you know, they'll want to cash in on that hype, right? Maybe it, maybe a bit later, a bit late to the party, but they'll want to stay ca- like on that hype train, right? That means that they'll still keep foils in the game no matter what. The problem is the other foils look good. <laughs> I mean, like it's not just like you know they're, they're actually like super special and look unique but isn't that what these foil special border like i don't know mystical archives are looking better but in foil too i mean i 
I feel like they have to do something, though. They either got to get rid of foils or they got to fix foils because we saw this with Kaldheim, uh, where a lot of people wouldn't buy collector booster boxes because one of the gimmicks is like most of your cards are foil and the condition is so bad. So I think that maybe it's getting to the point where the foil quality is actually hurting wizard sales. And that might be the thing that actually makes them do something. <laughs> so I feel like they got to do something, though. I feel like just constantly printing low quality foils and having people complain uh, like <laughs> That can't be a positive for the game, right? A real conversation somewhere. Ugh, I really hope I don't open a foil. <laughs> it's it's kind of pretty like, much yeah, the paper, whenever the paper I buy a secret pretty. layer, right? I'm like, I'll oh, take please, the non-foil don't version. be foil, Thank don't you. be foil, don't be foil. <laughs> paper players have turned into to old school Moto players. Yeah. <laughs> no one no one likes foils anymore. I mean, the foiling on Moto was pretty fire. Whew, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, next question. Desi Nohei. Do you think that the FF old iconic decks, I don't know what FF means, would be competitive if they directly ported into the modern format? Urnum Geddon, Mono Blue Stasis, Prosperous Bloom, Replenish, Demir Psychotog, Upheaval. These sound like the championship decks. I don't know what FF stands for. Yeah, I think it's probably championship decks. Because FF reads uh, as ooh. Fantastic Four to me, so. Uh, <laughs> uh like, I, I see Urn of Geddon. <laughs> I love that deck, but that is like too fair and too old to do anything useful. <laughs> so I, I don't think that is playable. What about the Simic uh, Madness deck? <laughs> Would that still be good? <sighs> Probably not. I mean, maybe some of the individual cards. Upe- upheaval would still be, cards would would be, good. be very good. Oh, Upheaval, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, upheaval would probably be insane with all the ramp we got yeah. these days. Just like grow spiral and explore and then cast upheaval and win. <laughs> stasis? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the stasis deck had in it. Maybe. But I, I don't know. It's, this is problem of like nostalgia and 2021 magic does not go together. <laughs> you, you just got to play like insanely busted combo decks. And I don't even know if they'd be good enough anymore nowadays either. So hmm. the one Okazaki. I think I'm with Richard on preferring original arts on putting newer cards in older borders. How do you feel about putting old slash original pictures in modern frames? Original Shiv and Dragon art in a modern frame. The contrast would be a little little intense. (laughs) Why? Why would we ruin something so beautiful and nostalgic (laughs) and iconic by putting it in the putrid new frame? (laughs) What what do you put in a Strixhaven frame? Or like an almond cat frame or something. <laughs> so so no to the generic frame. Or like a future sight frame. What if you put Shiva Dragon in a future sight frame? I mean, so no. we're talking about the literal OG art, but with like a future sight frame. Like I don't know. Just that's... any newer frame as a re- like. Would you let's say they made future sight remastered again for some reason because this <laughs> previous set was the greatest thing ever, and they're giving that time this time is to put old original art into future site frames would you would you be for it no no can you imagine I mean, like like something like i don't know <laughs> yeah like shiv and dragons one but like the the old artwork just with a new board just seems really off it feels like i just gave it to my like kind of like my my nephew to like draw on i don't know it feels weird <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Like, if, if people, I like the old borders, uh, and I know a lot of people don't. So, I, it, for me, it's one of those things where 
if there's people that want original art in the new frames, go for it. Like, what what does it hurt? But would I be interested in it? No. Like, I, <laughs> that, that I, I would not even be a little interested. More niche than this, right? Like, the, what Time Spiral Mastered is now. If we're already worried about yeah. this being too, you know, too niche, then that's even more so on the, like, in that spectrum. All right. The big large. Since Wizards likes the cool factor that Cassius Marsh brings to magic, would you want an NFL Beyond Universes set? The Bills I mean, may never win a Super Bowl, but maybe the <laughs> Bills deck could take down a legacy GP. Not as long as there's a Peyton Manning and the Broncos, because then John Elway and all of that, that would be amazing. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Terrell Davis, like, card. All, uh, but then again, we're just now, like, it's like we're just playing football cards, like sports cards, right? But I, whatever, sure, I, I would I would. I would We're love playing the sports ball. Yeah, I, I would I, I'm love. I'm a football player now. I play magic football cards. Well, every player uh, would have to be a planeswalker, right? So, I, so in, in an alternate like universe, Tom Brady sits down, well, plays Brady. some magic, gets uroed. Okay, he gets so mad. He's like, "Oh my! I can't believe I just lost to this like BS card." He buys Wizards of the Coast, puts himself <laughs> in the game, and continues to win every like Grand Prix and Pro Tour for the next 10 years. They've That's already really printed Tom Brady. His name is Oko. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's banned in every um, format. I mean, I, I like football and I like sports, but I don't think I would want <laughs> NFL Magic cards. Seth, you're telling you, me... You, you laugh, but this is 100% happening. We're getting a sports set in the future. Battle Bond was kind of like the fake sports set. But they will have like some futuristic combat sports set at some point. No, just I mean, there's the sports card market is going insane. Like if there was a like a MTG Kobe rookie card, it would probably be selling for like five hundred thousand dollars or something. So so maybe maybe Wizard should do that. Like just a, just the crossover. <laughs> oh, man, that LeBron, J- LeBron James just blew up my blood moon. <laughs> A sentence that 2025 <laughs> said. Yeah, yeah, you can actually get dunked on. Oh my gosh, I love it. I do want this beyond the universe beyond. Just for that saying alone, I can actually dunk on people now in Magic Gathering. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dustin on my head. Okay, here's the deal. Richard Garfield solved the Eldraine problem years ago with Arabian Nights. Two mana artifact cast castle in a bottle. All cards from Eldraine must be discarded except Castle in a Bottle. We don't even have to rotate the set. What do you think? I think there, there's also what I think for Fallen Empires. Uh, Apocalypse Chime? Or maybe it's Homelands. But uh, but yeah, I don't know if... I, I think it would be funny, but I don't know if that would actually be good. I think the big problem is it would incidentally blow up people's lands based on what version they chose. So if you, uh, if you just happen to be like, I don't know, I got whatever random Eldraine lands in my deck, you just get totally wrecked, which would be awkward, but should have played around it. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a weird choice to not be able to play a land art. You really liked because you could get punished based on the set it's from. I I bet you it would do nothing. You would play like four pithy needles and call it a day. That deck is probably better than like a deck with no Eldraine in it. <laughs> Remember though, Richard, it would be a twenty twenty one card, so it'll probably be like a six six for three with an ETB <laughs> trigger that does that or something. <laughs> Thought season's on the way in. Yes, uh, okay, last question: the Kane Train twenty two. 
What would it take to expand Historic Brawl into 1v1 Commander with Historic Legal Sets? Despite being only 1v1, it seems like an easy way to get the Commander experience on Arena. I just want to play my Gitrog. Changing, Wait, I think I, hmm, what, changing Brawl to what? Historic Brawl into 1v1 Commander with Historic Legal Cards. So I guess Ooh. instead of 60 cards and I guess Planeswalkers, uh, you can go to 100, 100 cards. cards with Historic So I think, I think that's probably a long shot. Uh, I do think that it's possible and maybe even probable that Brawl will become Historic-based. But I don't know about going up to 100 cards. I've heard mixed things. This came up a little bit on Twitter. And there were some people who pointed out that they liked how that kind of differentiated the formats. Like Planeswalkers being legal, 60 card decks makes Brawl feel a little bit different. I don't know. Do you think there's really a benefit to going up to 100 cards? Like what's the actual upside of doing that, really? Uh, I don't have to cut cards. <laughs> Less consistent, <laughs> theoretically, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, but, com- I but Commander decks. nowadays is so consistent. I don't think that's even an argument anymore. Well, well, it would depend, right? Because Commander has so many tutors, but but Brawl wouldn't. Brawl would have Grim Tutor. And- no, but like, look at Yorion decks, right? Like, you're almost the, you're almost all the way there already, right? And they're insanely but you gotta consistent. Play Singleton. I guess that's true. Yeah. I guess that's true. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I do think that Brawl should not be focused on standard. I think it should be focused on historic. Whether that also means changing the rules to make it 100 cards uh, and getting rid of Planeswalkers, I guess I don't have strong feelings about that. But I do have strong feelings that Brawl would be a lot better if it was based on the historic card pool than the standard card pool. And I actually just did a a Twitter poll on this, and a huge, huge – it was – 65% of people said they would only play Historic Brawl if that was an evergreen option. And 2.9% of people said they would only play Standard Brawl if both were an option. So it seems like the community is hugely in favor of Historic over Standard Brawl. There's a chance that, what is it, 2.9% of people might have also misclicked. That that is within the realm of possibility. Margin of error. That guarantees Wizards won't do it, right? That means they'll just play Historic Brawl forever and not buy the new Standard cards. But they could do historic brawl anthologies and give you goblin gaveliers and stuff. Ooh, could I get, also get like sort of body in mind? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's heard of. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, that's uh, all the time we have for fish meal this week. Thank you to everyone who sent it in. Uh, sent them in. If you have questions, send them to at mpggoldfish with the hashtag mpgfishmail, and we we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that that brings us to the end of episode 319 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Grimm, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week to talk about whatever goes down in the world of magic. So, until then, have a great week, everyone. And this is a crew signing out.